I'm going to ask that we open up our Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. If you just give me a couple of minutes this, this hour, so we can reflect on this scripture. And it says like this. The word of God says, and after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Now quickly let's go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 through 9 that says like this. Uh, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that it is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm going to read that one more time because I feel in my spirit that someone needs to hear this word this morning. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. With, uh, with the help of the Lord, I want to be able to bring on this word to you entitling this reflection, Arise and cross over. Why don't you put your Bible to a side and look at your neighbor and tell them it's time to arise and cross over. Something that uh, we've been seeing this morning has been we're talking from generation to generation and it's time to arise and cross over. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We worship you. We, we bless you, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to be in your presence this Sunday morning. Lord, uh, we ask that you speak to us, Lord. Lord, use your servant at this hour. Lord, that we can arise and cross over. Lord, uh, that we're no longer stagnant. Lord, uh, that we no longer stay in our desert, Father. But we can cross over to our blessing. Lord, that we can cross over to what is ours, uh, to our promise, Father, in the name of Jesus, speak right now. In the name of Jesus, we say, amen. You may have a seat. By means of an introduction, a relay race in track and field, also called a relay, is a sport that consists a set of legs, typically about four. Usually these four legs are run by different members of a team. To be able to get to the finish line, it's going to take four individuals to run their Part. The runner finishes one leg and is usually requiring to pass a baton to the next runner while both are running in march towards the same direction. I believe that that is how it works in the kingdom of God where one person cannot do it all. When one minister or one leader or one family cannot do it all, it takes a village for in the kingdom of God. I believe that the first leg, it also requires a specific time. They're running 
their part. Uh, God has called them for that moment to run and when their time has passed, uh, they pass on the baton for the next person and the next generation and the next man and woman of God to continue moving forward towards the same direction. Many times uh, we focus on the finish line uh, but we forget about who started within this race. Uh, many times uh, we focus on the celebration without neglecting the sweats uh, and the hard work uh, from the previous generations. Uh, now we see here in this scripture the story of Moses and Joshua. You see that Moses was able to start a race similar to a relay race uh, but he was not able to finish uh, when God called him to start it. Uh, sometimes uh, in the kingdom of God we see just that. Uh, we see that a generation is called to start something uh, but then God will raise up a next generation to finish uh, that something. Uh, I don't know what your story is. Uh, I don't know what God has called you to do. Perhaps God called you to start something uh, and then God is going to raise someone else uh, to finish it for the kingdom of God. Uh, and at the end of the day, he deserves uh, the glory. Um, you see, Moses was told to lead the children of Israel to the promised land, but was only allowed to see it from a distance, uh, and he eventually perished in the desert. Uh, Joshua, his disciple, was one of the ones that received the baton and, and was asked uh, to continue to go forward uh, from the generation of Moses. Uh, you see, in a relay race, something that draws my attention is that when someone is running the race, uh, the next generation and the next person is not going to wait to continue to start running uh, until they receive the baton. They're already picking up their pace uh, to be able to go forward. Uh, so if God is not calling you just yet, uh, God is still saying it's time to run. It's time to pace. It's time to move forward. Stop staying stuck. Man, I'm telling somebody here today that if you don't have the baton, the baton will be passed. Uh, and it's no time to be sitting. Uh, it's time to be moving uh, forward uh, towards the generation that God wants us to move. Uh, Joshua, his disciple had not received the baton yet uh, when Moses uh, was moving uh, uh, the, his people forward towards uh, the desert. God uh, is raising up a new spiritual generation to hold on the baton and lead the church forward. When we receive a baton, we are going forward from the previous generation. Something that I get stuck with Pastor Anthony is that when we get the baton, we just stay stuck within the previous generation. No, we are a moving forward church from the previous generation. New methods need to go forward. New approaches need to go forward. And at the end of the day, it's still the same God. God is raising a new generation that is ready to take hold of the baton further. Church of the living God, it's time for us to get ready. It's time for us to position ourselves. It's time for us to pace ourselves. It's time to be ready to receive the baton forward. Amen. The word of God says in verse 8, you will pass over your 
your, your, the, the previous individuals, uh, what they could not achieve. Uh, but there is one commonality. This book of law should not depart from your mouth. Uh, but you shall meditate it day and night uh, that you may observe to do according to what it is written. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have a good success. What does that tell you? That if you are in this generation or the previous generation or the forward generation, it's still the same word of God. Uh, it's still the same Bible. It's still the same truth, uh, and we need to meditate it uh, day and night. Uh. But God was able to use Joshua because he had been faithful to Moses, his mentor, and his teacher. Luke chapter 16 verse 12 says, uh, If you are faithful in another man's ministry, God will raise you up to do a great things for his glory. You are going to go beyond uh, what your mentor has done, but you need a mentor. Even if you're not running yet the baton, uh, it's time for us uh, to be pacing ourselves, uh, being under a mentor. When Moses was running forward, uh, Joshua was the disciple learning from Moses. You're going to go beyond what your mentor has done, uh, but you need to start getting ready. Book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Uh, you shall meditate it day and night. Uh, you should do according to what it is written, for then you will make your pro way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Uh, the problem of today's time is that we open the word of God when we need truth. Uh, we open the word of God when our pastor says it's time to preach. Uh, we open the word of God for an event, but not for a lifestyle. We open the word of God simply to fulfill a check mark and not to prepare ourselves for what God wants us to do. I'm here to tell somebody, open the word of God day and night. Meditate in it for what God wants us to do for this time. In Joshua chapter 1 contains several key ingredients that can help us cross over to the finish line. One of the first things that draw my attention in Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. If you can put it up quickly, it says, uh, After the death of Moses, the, ser the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. The fact that Moses, the, the death of Moses was mentioned two times draws my attention this morning and it leads me to believe, uh, and it takes me to my first point of reflection, that in order to be able to cross over, something has to die. In order to be able to receive the baton, uh, something from the past needs to stay in the past. Uh, in order for us to receive our blessing, uh, the trial and the situation needs to remain in the past. Uh, because now we're declaring victory in Jesus' name. I don't know if you're understanding here today. Uh, in order for us to enter into a new season, uh, a chapter from the past stays in the past. Uh, Disappointments stay in the past. And some people want to start crossing over to their blessing, holding on their trial from their past. Why did the Lord say, my son Moses is dead twice? Because Moses' his season had passed. But it was now the time and the season of Joshua. It was a new season. Even if there was darkness in the past, even if there was a trial in the yesterday, joy still comes in the morning. And I'm going to wake up refreshed, receive something that is new today. 
before you arise and cross over, something must perish and die. Something must say, I don't know what needs to say in your past. I don't know what uh, you've been carrying for so long, uh, but it's time to release it uh, to be able to receive something forward. Uh, when we run track and field, I ran track and field. You may not believe it, but I ran track and field back in my day. Do we have any runners? I'm not saying runners to like the kitchen or the refrigerator. No, no, no. Do we have any runners? Uh, in track and not too many. Amen. We're blessed. Amen. We're blessed uh, in what we eat uh, and where we go. Can I get an amen? I already know where we're going to go eat after church. In track and field, when you're running, something that draws my attention, a, a, a runner will know this. Uh, they put their hand back and their face is always forward. They never look back. They know that in the proper time, in the proper moment, in the proper instance, the baton is simply going to land in their hand. And that's when they're going to start keeping forward. They don't have to look back. They don't have to look at what happened in the past. They simply are so stuck in going forward. And I believe that that's what we need in the kingdom of God. We just need to put our hands back. And we need to sit moving forward. I know that it's coming. I know that it's going to land in my hand. And I'm going to go forward uh, in Jesus. I wonder uh, if someone can stop looking back uh, and start looking forward uh, in the past. Before you arise and cross over, something must perish. Stop looking at the past. Uh, and in the past... Uh, so much things happened. I wish we can go to the past. Man, God did not call you to live in the past. God called you to live now. Man, uh, look at the churches. We're like that. No, God called you to be the church now. Focus in now. And see how God is going to move you forward. Disappointments stay dead in the past. Discouragement stays dead in the past. You don't think Joshua grieved? Joshua followed his mentor. He slept with them. He walked with them. He ate with them. Of course, there was grief. Uh, but even grief has to stay in the past. Uh, past failures, uh, bitterness, uh, time of mourning, uh, all of that had to die in order for him to cross over. The time of pain, uh, the time of discouragement, the time of demotivation, uh, the time of depression, uh, the time of anxiety, all of that has to stay in the past because uh, God wants to give us something forward and that is a blessing uh, that is a promise uh, do I have a believer here in the house uh? God did not die at the cross so we can stay bitter in the desert uh. Jesus did not die at the cross uh, so you can just stay complaining right there in the desert going around. No, uh, leave all of that in the past uh, and declare the word of God over your life. Uh, I don't know when, uh, but I'm going to crash over. The baton is going to come and I'm going to receive my promise, uh, my blessing in Jesus' name. If I can go back to Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. It takes me to my second point. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, it takes me to my second point, that is, uh, before you arise and cross over, God has to speak to you first. 
Before you receive that baton, God has to speak to you first. It's not going to be your friend. Uh, it's not going to feel because you feel you're ready. Uh, it's not going to feel anything else. God has to speak to you first. Uh, and I'm here to tell someone, God is still speaking today. In 2023, God is still speaking today. We need to listen to God uh, in this crucial time. There's so much noise. There's so much voices in today's time. We see it in politics, we see it through social media, we see it through the news, uh, we see it through science, uh, we go out uh, into the street and we see so much distraction. Uh, but I'm here to tell the church, uh, church, stay focused and there's only one uh, that I want to hear and that is God. Uh, I want to be faithful to God's voice. Uh, I want to stay truthful to Because if we're going to hear from him. We must tune into his voice. We need to develop a listening ear. That's why Hebrew chapter 3 verse 7 says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today you will hear his voice. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says. That's why I believe uh, that we need the Holy Spirit. Uh, because the Holy Spirit is not just to feel good. The Holy Spirit is not just because they're singing my jam or they have the right key. The Holy Spirit is uh, to receive a confirmation. Uh, to receive a revelation. Uh, to receive uh, something that I've been re needing to receive. Uh, I am looking for the Holy Spirit. Uh, not to feel good. Uh, but to receive uh, what is mine. Uh, no one else is going to take that away. That is mine. And, uh, and many times uh, we look for the Holy Spirit at a youth camp. We look at a Holy Spirit uh, perhaps at a revival. We look at it when there's a specific preacher or a specific song. Neglecting the fact that the Holy Spirit, God is ready to speak to you. God is ready to reveal the, in your life. Uh, God is ready to confirm uh, what you've been waiting to receive answered. Uh, that is why we need to always stay connected to the Holy Spirit. Uh, I am a Pentecostal because I need the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I need the Holy Spirit to guide me forward. Are you hearing God's voice? Communication 101 says that in order to communicate, it takes two parties. Someone that speaks and someone that listens. And many times, uh, I believe that in prayer, it's also like communicating. There's a time to speak, but there's also a time to listen. And I begin to question how many people actually pray, but all they do is talk. All they do is demand. All they do is focus on their need, neglecting the fact that God is ready to speak over your life. Neglecting the fact that God is ready to give you something that you've been waiting for. There's a time to talk and a time to speak. And I'm here to tell someone, when we stay silent, God still speaks over our lives. We need to tune ourselves uh, when we speak uh, and when we listen to the voice of God. I'm going to go quickly because I'm running out of time. Takes me to my third point. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. If you can put it up. Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan. You and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Moses, my servant is dead. Something has to die and say in the past. Hmm. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, 
you want other people. You know what draws my attention from the, 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 the way this is expressed? This is not a question. It's not asking, do you want to get up? It's not asking, do you want to go and cross? This is a commandment. Moses is dead, now get up. You don't feel ready, get up. When voice speaks, you listen. No, no, God, I'm not ready. No, I just got baptized. Look at all my mess that I am. When God says, this is a commandment. This is not a question. This is not a time to, to reflect, am I ready? When God speaks, you listen. When God says, you go, you move. Before you arise and cross over, you need to get up and move. It's a commandment. God was commanding Israel to cross the Jordan to the promised land. The Jordan was what stood between them and the land that God was giving them. And I begin to meditate. What stands between you and your fullness with God? What stands between you and your blessing? What stands between you and your promise? What stands between you and what God is ready to give you? For them, it was the river. For them, it was the water. Why? They feared that they were going to drown. They feared that they were going to perish. They feared that it was going to be the ending. But my God, we serve a, a, a powerful God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a God that the water Waters obey uh, and the winds uh, listen uh, and what man can do, my God can do. What doctors can do, the doctor of doctors can do. Uh, what the government can do, uh, the king of kings can. What is standing between you? Uh, because God is ready to say, I'm going to remove that uh, for you to cross and receive what is yours. The river... Was uh, their barrier? What is your barrier? What is your excuse? Can I preach to you today? Many times we have an excuse and we try to box God's miracles over our situation. No, the doctor said it's not gonna happen. Really? Do we not worship with Jehovah Rapha? No, but look, look. The government is so polarized. It's either too blue or too red. Really? Are we going to be focused on politics and we should be focused on the kingdom of God? This is uh, my policy. This is uh, my law. This is uh, my truth. And I'm going to move according to what God says. I serve a living God. I serve a... When God says move, uh, you better move. Uh. You may not understand it, but you don't need to understand it. You just need to activate your faith. Uh. Are we not a faithful church? Well, faith without action is dead. It's time to act and it's time to move. Uh. Let me cheer you up. You're about to cross. Let me cheer you up a little. Now after I just threw a little one. You're about to cross. There are things in your way that have been in your way for a long time. But now it's your time. 
in order to cross, you need to get up and cross the Jordan. This is not an option. This is not a question. This is a God commandment that you need to cross and receive what is yours. This is going to require action on your part. You may not understand it. You may not understand how the waters are going to open up. You may not understand how your chains are going to fall. All you need to do is get up and declare the name of Jesus over your situation. Get up. Get up. And he's This takes faith on your part. It will be risky. But we need to be a risky church. Why don't we see miracles? Because we're not a risky church. Why don't we see wonders? Why don't we see what we see in the Bible? Perhaps we need to activate our faith. I'm ready to see miracles on Sunday, but I'm also ready to see miracles on Monday. I'm ready to see wonders. I'm ready to see God's miracles over this time. In a time when they're questioning God, I'm ready to see God move. But God is going to move when the church begins to move. Church, move your faith forward. If I can get my keys really quick. Takes me to my next point quickly. Joshua chapter 1 verse, verse 3. It says like this. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread or will touch upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses... I say to you, every place that your foot touches, that is yours. You know, that is a promise right there. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to start touching everything that the enemy is trying to take away from us. I'm ready to begin to enter into homes and say, this is going to be a house of worship. I'm ready to enter into our children's dorms, into our children's rooms and say, my child is a child of God. Devil, you're not going to take, you're not going to rob what God is giving us. I'm going to get up and I'm going to declare the name of Jesus. Before you get up, you need to get up with authority. You need to declare the mighty power name of Jesus. How do we open up a church? Declaring the mighty name of Jesus. What were their skill sets? Jesus. All we can do is declare the mighty name of Jesus. In Spanish, I love it. Todo lo que pisare la planta de tu pie. Everything that your foot steps on, that is yours. It's time to claim it back because that is yours. The enemy tried to take away your joy. That is yours. The enemy tried to take away your ministry. That is yours. The enemy tried to take away your blessing. That is yours. The enemy tried to rob your family. That is yours. The enemy trying to break up marriages, that is ours. The enemy's trying to take away our churches, this is ours. This is my church. I'm not going to look at other churches, this is our church. When you arise and you cross over, you must obtain it with authority. 
Someone needs to get up. Stop praying an anxious prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, please. Lord, no. Start declaring the name of Jesus with authority. In the name of Jesus, I declare the mighty power name of Jesus. And I'm going to speak to whatever is trying to rob my home. 